0: Hey, I'm Pastor Dave. Welcome to the Lighthouse. We hope the Lord speaks to you today by His Word. You gotta love kids. Okay, Matt, so this, this mic is... We don't care about this mic. Ah, we, we're not, It's not really that critical. So, I'm just gonna do this. Uh, lately, lately, we, uh, we hear um, stuff about truth. How many of you have ever heard somebody say, Well, that's not my truth. Okay, what, what, what is that? Like, like when I hear some, somebody say, well, that's not my truth. Really? Th- there's more than one version of the truth? I mean, there may be more than one version of the story you're telling. That's a, That's okay. But there is, there is truth. There is absolute objective truth. And, um, The biggest problem with our world today, uh, and and I want you to think about this, it's a a blessing and it's also a curse. The biggest problem is that we are, um, we have access to information 24-7, 365.241 days of the year. For those of you that are wondering what the 241 is, that's for leap years every hundred years, right? So every hundred years there's no leap year. That's a truth, right? They, they have to adjust the, the calendars that way. And as a result of the fact that we are inundated, flooded with information, in quotes, uh, that we, we can't really verify, right? Like, I want you to think, just do a thought experiment. Like 200 years ago, what did you know? I mean, obviously you weren't around then, but if, if you were around 200 years ago, you would know who your neighbors were. You would know um, how to get to the town that you bought you know, your salt and your sugar and your flour. You would know you know, how to fend for yourself, tend a garden, uh, you know, preserve that garden. You would know how to to survive without electricity, without running water, without indoor plumbing. You'd know how to do all of that. You'd know how to forage for food uh, that you didn't grow. You would know how to uh, hunt for an animal, and if you didn't, you starved and died. Those are things you knew. And then you would would know the people that were around you. And here's one of the things about then, and and I I know some people don't, don't quite get this, but you had to speak the truth because if you lied, everybody in your circle of influence would know that you were a liar. And at that point in time, nobody would trust you for anything. You knew that the sun would come up, typically in the east. You knew it would set in the west. You knew that there was springtime and summer and harvest and winter. And you knew you had to prepare in the summertime and the harvest in the springtime for winter, especially in Canada, because Canadian winters, uh, like we're at the sort of the limit of you know, easy living, right? Like much further north and it's, it's not very good. And you didn't know about the fact that, uh, you know, a 98-year-old, you know, Waffen-SS Nazi was in the House of Commons and got a standing ovation on Friday last week. You didn't know that, and you didn't care, right? You didn't know that there was an earthquake, flood, storm, snowstorm, global warming in the next 50 years, you're all going to die because, you know, there's too much CO2 in the air and, and you're all going to die right, because they know how to predict the weather next week, <coughs> never mind 50 years from now. So, you know, you would know all of this stuff, right, but, but now we're at the point where, you know, we have, you know, a news feed, you know, Instagram, TikTok, F- Facebook, Twitter, X, you, you know, does Meta, does Meta have something still? Meta? I don't know. anyways, but what happens is, and, and this is the part that's, that's insidious, that's the technical term for it, it's, it's, it's sneaky. This is the part that's sneaky. Your brain takes everything in that you see, and hear, and read, and smell, and filters it against what you know, And if you hear something often enough, that gets added to your filter and you say, oh, this is true because I've heard it often enough. And where that gets to be a problem is when somebody feeds you a lie and tells you it's truth. And we are at the point in our society now where the truth, the actual true reality, the, the, the thing that doesn't change is being filtered by the lies that we hear and it causes confusion. So I guess the first thing we need to figure out is what is truth actually, right? Like what's, what is truth? Not, not your truth, not my truth, not you know somebody else's truth. What is actually true? And so, Miriam Webster, uh, it's not you know, somebody named Miriam and then somebody with, with, with the last name Webster. There was a guy named Miriam and there was a guy named Webster, and they sort of got together. They liked words. So, Miriam Webster, Webster says uh, one of the things about truth is that it's the body of real things, events, and facts. Okay? So, what, what events do you know about? What, do you, what events do you know? Like absolutely, 100% know. It's not a trick question. Think about this. What events do you know? Well, the ones you live through, right? You know, hey, listen, I lived through this event. Now, sometimes people want to manipulate your reality uh, a little bit. I remember when I was a teenager. That was, that was a while back. I remember when I was a teenager, um, we pranked uh, Julie and a couple of her friends uh, one evening by making them think that the house that they were in or that they were entering was there was something wrong and it was like haunted. And then we we when we appear, uh, appeared to appear at this house. Uh, and and they were all frightened saying there's something wrong in the house the house isn't working right Um, we walked in and said well no everything's working it's fine you know the lights are working you know no the lights weren't working There was you know lights going off and on and flickering and whatever yeah yeah whatever and then uh, we all sort of disappeared and and turned on this heavy breathing through the (laughs) vents (sighs) yeah That was, it was, um, you should ask Julie about it sometimes. (laughs) Yeah, she'll she'll still remember about that one. Uh, She'll be a little bit upset too, because it wasted two hours of a date with uh, Dave. Yeah, yeah, so. Uh, Another section of uh, what is truth, the state of being, uh, the case, it's a fact. And if you... If you want to look at it from a from a biblical perspective, truth is Jesus. Why? Cuz he said, "I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me." And one of the things that happens and and, and I want to warn you about this, one of the things that happens When you are talking to people who don't believe the truth, and and when I say the truth, capital T, Jesus, when they don't believe the truth, they also don't accept the word. John chapter 1, verse 1 says, in the beginning was the word, and if you continue reading on there, it says, and the word was with us and dwelt among us, and we beheld him. And it was Jesus. And so what happens is you want to tell somebody, hey, listen, this is going to happen or this is, this is the way it is. And they say, no, don't talk to me about the Bible. Let, I, I don't accept that. And we let them get away with that. See, one of the things that, that has been on my heart a lot, and that's why I'm talking about this, one of the things that's been on my heart a lot is the fact that we need to tune our worldview to the truth. We need to tur- tur- tune. We need to tune our worldview to Jesus, because what happens is we have so many things that have crept in because we got you know educated. Right, uh, I can remember grade three. We we transitioned from the uh, imperial system to the metric system, and. Uh, Along with that, along with that, I can I distinctly remember my teacher coming back from the, um, the PD day, the professional development day, and telling us that by 1980 the world would be in another ice age, a quarter of the population of the world would be starving, and uh, you know things would be, be terrible. And I was like seven years away, and I was like, ah, right, it's grade three, right? I'm a little kid. I'm going, ah. You know, i come home and tell my dad, and my dad said, ah, oh, don't worry about it. And he was right. He was right, don't worry about it. That was 1973, I remember that. That was the first time we heard about this climate change. Right, but at that point in time, it was gonna be an ice age, not a global boiling. Is that the correct term now, boiling? Is that what we're in right now? Global bor- boiling, I think, is the new one. Yeah. So we talked about my, my truth, and when I looked up my truth, and, and this is part of that, because we are told these things by people in authority. You know, in my case, it was my grade three teacher, right, who said, you know, we're, we're, we're all going to die. You know, you're, you're, you're going to die. The, the world's going to freeze. Uh, people are going to starve to death, you know, and, and a, a billion people are going to die. And that was when, you know, there was, there was four billion people on the planet, right? There's going to be a billion people dead by, by 1980, 1980 rolled around and guess what? There was no ice age. There was no billion people starved. Then it was, how many of you remember the Jupiter effect? Okay, two of us. Don, do you remember the Jupiter effect? Okay, so it's three of us. Don, come on, participate, man. Like, I need, I need, like, a sign there. Oh, okay, all right, okay. So, So what happens is what happens is you hear all of these truths that people have. Oh, yeah, this is true. This is true. You know, and, and nowadays, it's my truth. And uh, here's, what, here's how they define <laughs> online. I found this definition online. And I thought this was rather, rather good. It said, my truth, often associated with people who are not telling the truth, when they have no defense to back themselves up, often the choice of words when a horrible liar is confronted with their own stupidity. Um, Another piece for that in my truth continued, it's a pretentious substitute for non-negotiable personal opinion. Phrase is often used when seeking to justify a controversial personal stance or action because the people are not allowed to argue with your truth. Well, that's my truth. You can't say anything about that. We talked about you know for most of time you knew what was true because you 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 experienced it right you lived it you knew that the Sun revolved around the earth you could see that it was obvious and for 1900 years science said the Sun revolves around the earth from about 300 BC Ptolemy said hey Sun revolves around the earth That's how it works, and science backed them up. And um, by the time you know the 15th century rolled around, and Galileo and Copernicus and and Kepler and some of these guys are starting to. Anton van Leeuwenhoek. Anybody know who he was? Dutch guy who was uh, who figured out how to make a telescope and a microscope. And then they started looking at the the stars and realizing that there was more happening there and then they tried to figure out. And and one of the things they were trying to figure out, believe believe it or not, here's what they were trying to figure out. They were trying to figure out whether or not the calendar was right and when was Jesus born. That's what they were trying to figure out. So they were trying to figure out when Jesus was born because they knew that there was an eclipse when Jesus died at a particular date and a particular time. They knew there was an eclipse there from the Bible. And so they, were, they wanted to work backwards and figure out when Jesus was born to find out whether or not our calendar was correct. See, because right now we are in the year 2023, which is 2023 ye- years. If it's in the old way of saying it was Anno Domine, which they don't like anymore because they don't want to acknowledge that there is a Lord, truth, right anno domino the year of our lord they don't want to say that anymore so no 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 no. we can't use that one it's ce now which is common era it's just common everybody uses this it's just it just just is we're not going to explain why it's 2023 and you, you ask somebody hey what you know why why is it 2023 well, well i don't know <coughs> why Does every culture, like in the world, why have they adopted it's 2023? Why don't they say, hey, you know, it's 47 years since Hitler? Or whatever it is, 70 years, 75, I don't know. Why don't they do that? Why don't they say, hey, you know, it's, uh, I don't know, 159 years or 153 years from Confederation, 156, right? 67, 17 was 150, yeah, 166. I can do math. They are good. COVID sort of took three years out of everybody's calendar, I think. Yeah. Um, anyways, 2023, what is that? Well, that is based on the birth of Jesus. Something that we can look at. The, uh, the other thing for most of history, there, there was always some authority figures, right? There was the uh, the priest at the church who you know preached and for the longest time like i often wonder you know can you imagine going to church und der mann vorne spricht eine ganz verkehrte sprache und sie können mich nicht verstehen und alle leute gucken doof an und sagen was sagt er Warum sprecht so komisch? Can you imagine if I spoke German the entire time? If I could, not that I can, right? Like I, I was struggling with that. But can you imagine if I didn't speak the language that you speak and I'm preaching to you and, and, and this is the word of God and, and that happened for like, I don't know, a thousand years. The priests would go on and preach in Latin because was, that was the holy language preaching Latin, and everybody else is going like, what? Why do they show up for church? Hey, oh, I'm going to church. You know, it's Sunday. I'm going to church. It's my day of rest. I'm going to listen to the priest. Right? Much of the time we didn't have the Word of God available at our fingertips. The only people who understood the priest were those who were educated. Not everybody could afford an education. Couldn't read. Couldn't write. Couldn't do math. You didn't need it right words like cupboard right how many of you have ever thought about the word cupboard what is that it's a cup board it's a board that you put your cup on why because you probably only had one right like you didn't have like a, a complete set of dishes you had a maybe a cup and, and then a piece of wood that you, you put food on. Right, that was, that was it. Books were expensive, hugely expensive, right? Like, imagine this, um, you had to hire somebody and pay him, and I say him, because it was typically a male, it was typically a monk, You'd have to pay them a year's wages or more for them to copy out a book for you, right? Like a, a Bible was like a written Bible was like a that was like a huge fortune, and nobody had them. Nobody had them. They only heard what they heard in church. Word of God was scarce. That's why Paul talked about faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Because you didn't hear, not everybody had a copy of the scriptures with them. So they showed up to church and they heard about God and they said, okay, I got to hide that word in my heart so I won't sin against God. And then 15, you know, 1450 something, depending on who you talk to, Gutenberg introduced the moving type uh, to, you know, Western civilization and, and he started printing the Bible. That was one of the things that he did. That was a huge thing. He just dropped the price of the Bible down to, you know, something that was more affordable. It was down to like, you know, six months wages instead. Right? Like. And then they started newspapers, right? Started newspapers. That's when things started going down, right? Newspapers, northeast, west, south. What's the news? Right, you hear stuff. Well, this is what happened this last week. Then you fast forward. Uh, like I, I think. And, and this is what people don't don't think about. Um, a lot of the stuff that the foundational stuff that we need to to have the inventions we have today were uh, discovered by people that believed in God, discovered by people that believed in God and believed that he had given us creation. Romans chapter one talks about it, that what we can learn about God from creation, it's, it's obvious there, it's clear for us. People that believed in God said, hey, you know what, God made the world orderly enough that we should be able to figure out how this works. And so they started, you know, doing things. You know, uh, Ohm's law, how many of you remember Ohm's law from from physics in in high school? A couple of you, Ohm's law, right? R equals E over I. How many of you have used it lately? Just just checking. Right, and here's another side, okay, I was a high school teacher for 30 years, or almost 30 years, 29.43 if you want to be exact, but a high school teacher for almost 30 years. And, I will be the first to tell you, most of what you learn in high school is useless. Like seriously, like how many of you have used the quadratic equa- equation? You, you used it, right, once? No? Have you used it since high school or, or since college? No? Yeah, I, me either, right, factoring, eh, not often, right? Um, know what do I need to know how to do add subtract multiply divide percent the odd time I need to know how to read need to know how to write Uh, you know shortly it's going to be that uh, us old people will be able to write in code you know we'll write cursive and everybody else will be cursing what's he got and there's a foreign language so you have the basics you know uh, Faraday uh, Ohm um, you have uh, what's his name Watt doing uh, the, the laws, and, and uh, they'd come up with stuff, and and then they'd they'd invent stuff that went along with it. And you know we have the radio that got invented. You know first they had the the, the telegraph, you know where they using magnetic things or things clicking, and they had a code, Morse code, right, and and they were able to communicate long distance quickly, right, and they could get news from New York to to San Francisco and Instead of a hundred or instead of 30 days you know with the pony Express riders running across, you know they, they could do it in an hour, right the message transmitted across the country. that was a huge deal huge deal. Radio wireless right the wireless radio when they could transmit voices across wirelessly huge deal. Hey, look, we can broadcast information. Uh, have you ever Remember H.G. Wells? Anybody ever hear of H.G. Wells? And the stunt that he played? Right? The Invasion of the Planet? War of the Worlds? Like it had everybody freaked out? Right? Look it up. It's, it's, you could find it on Google. And then, and then, you know, seeing people you know, you have the people in a box, TV personalities. Speak to us in specific generalities. And how much do we learn from those people in a box? Yeah. Do you know if they're speaking the truth? Well, yeah, for sure. It's not on TV. Absolutely. Absolutely. They're not pulling anything over on us. Nuh-uh, it, it happened because I saw it right there. One of the things I taught was, uh, was uh, communications technology which was video production. And uh, it's amazing how, how easy it is to fool people with, with that. Like, it's so easy. You make somebody believe that you're somewhere where you're not really, right? You know, a little bit of lighting and a chroma-keyed background and suddenly you are somewhere else and as long as you do their lighting right, nobody will know. Wouldn't have a clue you weren't there. Photoshop anyone? Anybody ever use Photoshop? Some of us? Yeah, right? Oh, I don't like this hand that they've got on. Let's change, let's move the hand. Um, you know, there's people in this picture? Okay, you know, take five shots and we'll eliminate all the people out of that picture simply by... know whoever's moved across there we can eliminate the changes it's pretty slick right the internet I remember I remember the first time I went on the internet I remember that like 1992 1993 had a modem dial-up right Hey look, I'm on. Okay, where am I going? I don't know. Cuz it took 10 minutes to get there at 1200 Right? And and hopefully nobody put a picture on there. Can you imagine somebody putting a picture on there and you it's like you're waiting for this picture to finally show up? Yeah. It was it was nasty. Yeah. And I can remember thinking, well where do you go? Like how do you how do you get somewhere on the internet? right like the, there was there were still BBS's, BBS anybody? No? Uh, anyways bulletin board systems. $2,000 computer, camera, video camera, the entire information and misinformation and disinformation of the world sitting at my fingertips or my thumb tips, as the case may be like I can I can find information like instantly I don't know if it's true or not and that's the whole problem with where we're at today we're at the point where pretty much anybody can start something going and with the right twists, they can make you believe something happened and It informs our worldview unconsciously because we hear it all the time. When I was a kid, I remember, I remember when I was a kid, I was, I don't know, must have been four or five. And the reason I say that because I remember I was home alone. My brothers weren't there. So probably kindergarten and I was in, like it might have been May. So I might have been five at that point in time. I remember it being sunny And I can remember my mom and dad were were sitting at the breakfast table and they were talking. And um, I remember my dad saying that there was somebody who went around and stole children from the front yard. Kidnapped them. I didn't play in the front yard after that. I didn't play in the front, I'm serious, I I remember that. this scared the crap out of me. I think I'll play in the backyard. It's safer. Right? It's safer. No, nobody will see me there. You know, why aren't you playing in the front? Well, you know, it's, the grass is greener in the backyard. See? When I was a kid, and this is something that you have to do, when I was a kid, how do you reconcile the difference between what the Bible says and what your teacher says when they're at odds? Who do you believe? Who do you believe? The person that you spend six, seven, eight hours a day with for an entire year, right? Like 1600 hours with this person if you're in elementary school. Or your parents, who you spend less time with? Who do you believe? You go to church for an hour or two. Well, back then, it might have been, you know, three, four hours a week that I was in church. Versus, you know, 40 hours in school. What's going to have a bigger influence? What's going to inform your worldview? And so then you get into something where, you know, and... and I don't know if you, you notice here on the front of my, my laptop here, there's a, there's a logo on the front of my laptop. Anybody know what it is? It's an apple. What's, what's, what's happened to the apple? Got a bite out of it. Got a bite out of it. What's that referring to? Okay, so there's one of the, one of the things that people say, well, you know, uh, Adam and Eve took a bite out of the apple and that... There's no apple. It doesn't say an apple in the Bible. There's Nothing that says apple. It was a cherry. No, it was, it was a cherry. Pomegranates aren't tempting, neither are apples. Cherries, on the other hand, are tempting. You could tempt me with a cherry. Yeah. But this one here, this is, you know, symbolizing, hey, look, there's, there's the original sin. Knowledge of good and evil right you'll be like god you'll know what's good and evil and it's true they were they did devil came up to them and said hey you'll be you'll be like god if you're if you do this yeah you will but you'll also now be separated from god and die and what happens now here's here's the problem this is a common thing that you would get in in school And, and this is, you know, everybody asks, is asking the question. I think, I think last week, actually, we were talking about this. Uh, Pastor Dave was, was talking uh, about um, why are we here? The, the big questions. Why, what am I, why am I here? What's my purpose? What am I doing? What, what am I supposed to be doing? Where am I going? Like, those are the big questions. And, and so school will tell you. Well, 16.3 billion years ago, at a mathematical singularity, somewhere nowhere, everything in the universe exploded into, out of this, in, or expanded out of this into matter from nothing but it was like all all the matter of the universe was in this one little point source like a mathematical point like that has you know a location but no volume and then over billions of years those those atoms the new, the things that s- exploded out of that you know coalesced into stars and those stars supernovaed and they they came into second order and and you got some of the other things in there and the third order and eventually the galaxies formed and And planets coalesced out of that and and you know 4.3 billion years ago the the earth was formed ish and it was like you know stuff that was you know accreted and it was hotter before it was molten and and then it was put together and then there was you know an atmosphere and in that atmosphere these chemicals were interacting with each other and they, they formed you know the basic building blocks of amino acids and as a result of the fact that we could see amino acids forming in these you know, hypothetical atmospheres that we had before, uh, we can say that life evolved uh, from those things and over billions of years, uh, we went from a single cell you know, organism to multi-cell organisms and, and we can tell, because there's a fossil record that, that happens and we can see the layers in the rock and the layers in the rock tell us you know, how, how deep it was and where the fossil lies in the layer of rock will tell me, you know, when it happened, and then I can figure out, okay, it was so many billion years ago based on the layer in the rock. And then, you know, much time after that, we we get to our present. You know, we've been around here for, you know, as Homo sapiens for, you know, two hundred thousand years, right? We evolved out of the Neanderthal. That's the common current thing, and that's what you're taught. You know, dinosaurs lived millions of years ago and then they faced an extinction event. Depending on who you, you talk to, if it was the far side, it was, they were all smoking cigarettes and that's why they died. Um, if, you, uh, if you talk to a scientist, it was when, you know, this meteor splashed into the Yucatan Peninsula and, and threw this great big debris field out into the atmosphere and, and blocked the sunlight and they all died. That's what you're told, all the time. And so you go to, you know, a park and and you go to a zoo and they say, oh, this animal evolved, you know, so many billion years ago, and this animal evolved so many million years ago, and and this rock is this age and this rock is that age, and you know, if you go to the Grand Canyon, you know, it tells you how many layers were there, and you accept that, and you say, okay, that's that's the way it is, and then the Bible says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And he goes through six days, and on the seventh day he rested. And it talks about those different things. And, and, and then, you know, on the sixth day he created man and, and, and woman, right? Adam, you know, was, was by himself, and then, you know, God put him to sleep, and then he woke up and he saw Eve and said, whoa, man. Help me out there, laugh, right? (laughs) Go, ha, ha, ha. And then you read Genesis chapter 5, Genesis chapter 5, and it said, you know, these are the generations of Adam. And when Adam was 130 years old, he had a son named Seth. And he lived 800 years after he had Seth, and he had sons and daughters, and then he died at the age of 930 years. And then... You keep on reading, and you f- you see Moses. Uh, I'm just spoiling the show here. Moses does a formula and gives you so many years, so many years. So he was born, you know. He had ch- a child at this age. He lived that long. He died. And if you go through and you can plot that, it's it's mathematical. It's, it's beautiful. Uh, you can see that along the way, somewhere along the way, at about 1656 years, the incidentally the year that Methuselah died. 1656 years along uh, Genesis chapter 7 verse 11 rolls around and it talks about uh, it was the you know the second month the 10th day of the 600 year of Adam's or of Noah's life that the fountains of the great deep burst forth and it began to rain and then if you were in Sunday school you learned that it rained for 40 days and 40 nights right and so you think, oh, the flood was 40 days, 40 nights. No, the flood was 371 days, or 372 days. What? I didn't hear that. Yeah, they're in the ark for over a year. Over a year. Can you imagine you're cooped up in the ark with the stinking animals? <laughs> Literally, the stinking animals for a year. Woohoo! That must have been an olfactory treat, olfactory, O-L olfactory. My olfactory senses would be treating on that one. I can remember grade 13 biology. My biology teacher actually read from the Bible, from Genesis, and said, here's an alternative viewpoint. The really cool thing was there was a, we were also in a class full of uh, Malaysian Muslims we were in my biology class that year when he read from the Bible, it was cool, but now here 's the problem: the Bible timeline gives you you know maybe six thousand years. so which is true? Science or the Bible? Well, some people say, well you know ah i 'll take i 'll take um, I'll say that uh, God used evolution to, to create the world, you know, because the Bible says that uh, one, one day is a thousand years, and a thousand years is like a day, so, you know, it could have been thousands of years, we don't know, and, and, and it wasn't really necessarily days, it, w- it could also mean, you know, period of time, so it could have been like eons, right, and then some people say, no, 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 no there's a gap between, you know, verse one and verse two in the Bible, and and there was a a, a creation before Adam, and and then, then there was a creation after. So what do you believe? What do you know? And so one of the things that you have to do is you have to, in this world, you have to go through and say, okay, what is true? What works? For example, just a thought. The Bible says, number of occasions, that sin entered the world and through, and, and or death entered the world through sin. Uh, on more than one occasion it mentions that. It was one man's sin. Adam sinned. All right. So death entered as a result of sin. So did animals Pre-human evolved Neanderthals, did they, did they die before Adam? Or not? Hmm. I got a problem though. Now. So now my theory doesn't hold anymore. Because I can't say that death entered as a result of sin. Because death was already there. And if death was already there, then Jesus' death was in vain. Doesn't, doesn't need to die because like, he's, it, it, death was just, it just is, right? And so part of what you have to do is you have to make sure that your worldview is logically consistent and fits. And then when you run into something like this, where all of a sudden your, your brain is going like, oh, and your filter is going, oh, yeah, this doesn't work. Right? I remember as a kid thinking, oh crap, I hope they don't talk about dinosaurs in school because I don't know where they fit. Are they real? Do they exist? Like, where, where, where do dinosaurs go? Right? There's no mention of dinosaurs in the Bible. Okay, maybe. Unless you read Job. Right? You read about Leviathan and Behemoth. They, they look like dinosaurs. I know you know the, some people, including my brother, would say, well you know it's a, it's a type of the, of the devil. could be could also be an animal, could also be an animal, but where would they fit into your worldview if you only got six thousand years? Where do they fit? And so one of the things that you have to do is you have to have a way of explaining that so that you your, your brain doesn't go like ah! and lock up or Like all the people that I was on staff with, you know, every time they, well, first they figured out that I was a Christian, and then they, you know, they they tried to ask me questions about, you know, uh, why why is this and why is that, and then they stopped asking me because I had an answer for them, and I wasn't frightened of their questions. And worse than that, I gave them things that they had to think about and realize that their worldview. Was inconsistent and false. Didn't work. So, see, because everything that we do is filtered by our worldview. Everything, absolutely everything—the way the, the clothes we wear, you know, the the way we look at things, the food that we eat, the places we go, you know, what we watch, what we read, uh, how we conduct ourselves—it's all impacted by our worldview. Everyone we trust impacts a worldview. See, I'm standing here in a position of authority, right? I'm I'm teaching, preaching tonight. I'm in a position of authority. And and one of the things that you have to do as people that are in the church, you have to filter what I say against the word of God. You have to say, is what Andrew talking about, does that make sense? Does that line up with the Word of God? Because if it doesn't. It's not good. Paul was in. See uh, now, was it? He was in Berea, actually. He got kicked out of uh, kicked out of Antioch, I think. Started a riot, and then the, the 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 people that were listening to him said, here, let's get you out of town." So they got him out of town, and and, and he was waiting in Berea. And he went to the synagogue and the people in berea what did they do you know paul said something and they checked the scriptures and said is what paul saying true is what he's saying does it line up with the word of god right and so one of the things that you have to do is you have to check to make sure that what i'm saying lines up with the word of god the person that's up here has to what they're saying has to line up with the word of god Right? 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 says, all scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness that the man and woman of God may be thoroughly equipped unto every good work. When that was written, that was a letter that Paul wrote to Timothy. Guess what he was talking about? He was talking about the Old Testament. Old Testament that was what the scripture was at that point in time. Right? The gospels hadn't been written or hadn't been included in that. He, he didn't say, you know, the scriptures and the gospels, you know, that Luke and Paul and John, Mark wrote. He, he might have even written that when he didn't think that uh, Mark was all that helpful. Remember that? Ah, he's a little kid. Get rid of him. Yeah, it's in, it's in, in the book of Acts. Remember, I said before, don't give up the Bible as 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 a as a, a thing that you talk about, right? Don't tell me, don't don't give me stuff out of the Bible. You know, you can't argue from the Bible. It's just that's the Bible. It's not it's not you can't argue. Yes, I can. It's my worldview. It's the foundation of my worldview. Right? There's the uh, there's the, the the parable that Jesus gives where he says that the wise man builds his house on the rock. What's the rock? The word of God builds his house on the rock. And, and how do you know he's a wise man? Because he, what he hears, he does. And when the winds come and the rains blow and the floods come in, the house stands. Why? Because it was founded, founded on the rock. The, the fool does most of the same things. Also here's the word but doesn't do doesn't act on what the word says and as a result the rains come and the winds blow and the house falls down and great was the fall of it what's the difference between the two they both were in a stormy weather they both built houses one built it on the solid foundation one didn't what's your truth what are you building your place on is it the word of god is it is it fit is it joined together is Jesus the cornerstone that you build on top of okay so I decided when I was a teenager that I was going to believe the word of God and I went to high school and I learned all of this stuff in high school and it was like ah this doesn't fit this doesn't fit anywhere this doesn't work Okay, I'm, going to, I'm choosing to believe the word of God is true. I choose to believe that God created the heavens and the earth. I choose to believe that it was recently, as in you know, 6,000 years ago, as opposed to billions of years ago. I choose to believe that. I choose to believe that death entered the world as a result of sin. I choose to believe that. And then... You have dinosaurs. Where do they fit? How many of you were there, here Saturday saw the dinosaur here in church? Dinosaur in church? There was a dinosaur in church here on Saturday, last Saturday. It was a pregosaurus is that what it was? When you're talking with people, just, a, just a, a little aside here. When you're talking with people, do not give up the Bible as a source of information. Don't say, okay, I won't use, the, use anything from the Bible when I'm, I'm talking with you. Don't do that. Why? Because it's your foundation. I just want to reiterate that. Jesus said, he said to Thomas in 4, John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Matthew uh, 7, 24 to 29, it talks about the storm of the life. They're going to come. Matthew 7, 15 to 21 talks about... You'll know who people are by their actions, by the fruit of their lives. You'll know them. Galatians 5, 19 to 23... You can do a compare, comparison and contrast. If you take a look at that, one lifts the fruit of the flesh, one lifts, lifts the fruit of the spirit. Let's do, let's do a fruit inspection. Where do I fit, right? Is the spirit producing in me, or is it my spirit producing? Here's one. I'm gonna highlight this one. I'm gonna pull it up here, give me a second. Actually, I'll read the Galatians one first. Galatians 5.19. Works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of which I told you before, as I tell you, also in time past, that those who do, that Greek word do is practice, as in they make it a habit, this is what I do, I practice these things, uh, shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Okay? Um, that word witchcraft, uh, it's Greek word 5331, 5331, in case you're wondering which one it is. Um, it's Witchcraft. And when we think of witchcraft, in fact, interestingly enough, Matt and I ran into a witch the other day. Um, we were at, um, we were doing a job and, and the lady uh, of the house there uh, handed me a business card. Hey, if you ever need any help, here. You know, I'm channeling psych, psychic essence. Uh, I, you know, I've had success. I helped the police find people. Well, you know, she, she gets help from a spirit guide. You know, we've got, uh, you know, October 31st showing up, right? And I, I remember when, the, when I was a kid, you know, you had the, the black pointy hat and the black, and then the broom, right? It's the, the witch, right? Um, Excuse me. <coughs> Verse 22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. You don't need laws if you do that. You're you, you just, you're good. You're, you're solid. Except in Canada. There's laws against this now. Seriously. Seriously. Yeah. So, uh, Greek 5331. Okay, remember that number, 5331. I'm going to go to Revelation chapter 18, and we start at verse 21. I thought this was rather interesting. And a mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone and cast it into the sea saying like this with violence shall that great city babylon be thrown down and shall no and shall be found no more at all and the voice of the harpers and the musicians and the pipers and the trumpeters shall uh, be heard no more at uh, at all in thee and no craftsman whether of whatsoever craft he sh- uh, be shall be found in thee any more and the sound of millstone shall not be heard in thee any more and the light of a candle will shine no more at all in thee, and the voice of the bridegroom and the bride shall be heard no more at all in thee. Listen to this. For thy merchants were the great men of the earth, for by their sorceries were all nations deceived. That's uh, Greek 5331. Deceived by their sorceries, and if you go by the English word, you say, "Oh, for- sorceries, witchcraft." Yeah, okay, it make, makes sense. And then you look at the Greek, and the Greek is pharmakeia, which is drugs. And it says, "For your merchants, the merchants of Babylon, were the great men of the earth, and by their drugs were all the nations deceived." Interesting. I'm just going to leave that one there. You think about that one. Satan's been playing a long game. He's not been playing a short game. He's not, you know, I'm going to get you this this week. I mean, though he can. Um, you know, sort of an aside, Murphy's Law. Anybody ever hear of Mur- Murphy's Law? Something can go wrong, it will go wrong, right? Yeah. I, my personal opinion My personal opinion is, is Murphy's Law is like demons. They're, they're just there to, to irritate you any way they possibly can. Like for example, if you had an extension cord and you have it laying on the ground, uh, and you, you, you pull on the extension cord or you try to you, you wrap it up, it's gonna get knotted and twisted. No matter how carefully you wrap it, when you try to unwrap it, it'll get knotted and twisted. If you were to you know, have the, the extension cord on the roof and you wanted to pull it off the roof, it would get caught on everything trying to get off the roof and it would be stuck and you'd you know, have to go up and down the ladder about five times. However, if you were falling off the roof and you grabbed on that extension cord, it would sail right off the edge of the roof and you along with it. Murphy's Law, right? The little demon goes on and goes, Flink. there you go. I don't know, I'm just making that up. Don't, there, I have no basis for that theology other than the devil hates you, right? And he's looking to kill you. That's, so You know that, that part of it fits. But Sane's got a long game going. And uh, one of the things that he's been doing, and, and when I look back at history, um, I would say there, there, was a, there was a distinct shift around 1850, 1860. Uh, in that, at that point in time, when uh, Darwin came up with the theory of evolution, everybody jumped on that one, why? because at that point in time you didn't need God and then there was no sin there's no heaven, there's no hell I can do whatever I want, it doesn't matter survival of the fittest woohoo turn that around that's death to the unfit right? you're not fit, you die They don't teach you that one in school, do they? Hey, guess what? You're dying. You're unfit. See, Satan works by deception. And he will deceive everybody he possibly can. And if you read John chapter 8, verse 12 to 58, you're going to see that there's, there's a, a bunch of truth written there. And Jesus said, basically, that he was the truth. And as a result of that, the Pharisees, hey, you can't, you can't say you're true. And he says, well, I am. And that really ticked them off because he called himself God. Satan has subverted the church. He subverted education. He subverted culture he started he started the subversion with education and as people got more and more educated they became less and less believing in god and romans chapter one laid itself out in fact if you take a look at romans chapter one and you read through romans chapter one you realize that it's like a a blueprint for where we are today see Paul writes to the Romans and says, hey, if you take a look at creation, you're going to see God. You're going to see everything about God. You'll be able to see the order, the structure of God, and you'll have no excuse. But what happened is people started to worship creation and not the creator. How many of you realize that the current climate um, stuff is is all about getting rid of about seven point five billion people from the planet. How many of you know that? How many of you figured that part out? Okay, do a little bit of digging, right? Basically, they're trying to wipe everybody out. Well, not everybody. Uh, all of us peons, right? They they want us gone, because we're we're, de- you know, de- desecrating you know Mother Earth, right? Let's let's worship the planet. You know, the planet is upset with us, right? That's why we're having these fierce storms because we've caused it grief. Yeah, okay, personification. Worship the creature more than the creator who's blessed forever and ever. And as a result, what happens? God gives you over to a reprobate mind. You have a reprobate mind. You start to see, and it, read the list. It goes through and it, and it says, okay, you're going to see people that are going to be uh, homosexual, uh, male and female, Then you're going to see uh, these characteristics in people. Read the characteristics. It it sounds exactly like our our society right now, like absolutely to a T. It's perfect. We're at the point now, we're at the point now where if you ask some people what a woman is, they will waffle all over the place and say, why? Uh, uh, Well, you know, anybody who says they're a woman is a woman well that's my truth well what's a woman like how do you know that that that's a woman well they feel like a woman I feel like a woman well what's a woman feel like right mine's kind of cuddly where's where's that like last few years that I was teaching it was uh, There was a young lady in my one of my classes obviously a young lady she wore her hair short she said her name was steve i think i think it was steve i don't know i don't remember she said that she was a boy okay she said she was homosexual because she was attracted to that boy over there i'm saying no 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 you're just a typical girl you like that boy, and he's a, he's a nice kid, I, I can understand why you like that kid, right? But no, you're not, a, you're not homosexual, you're, well yeah, I'm, I'm homosexual because I'm a boy. No, no, you're, you're a girl, you're, no doubt in my mind whatsoever, I can tell, the way you move, the way you talk, the way you act, that you like a boy, and you're a teenager, right? It makes perfect sense, no, I'm, I'm homosexual. And I can remember this, this child being excited about the fact that they were going to be getting their pharmacea so that they could do puberty blocking and transition from girl to boy. As in, you know, have hair growth on their face and have a double mastectomy, yeah. It's, it's, it's where our world is at. Some truths that we have today. Evolution created the universe and us over billions of years. Evolution increases the amount of information, which is unfortunate because that doesn't work. Gender and sex are not the same thing and there are many more than two and they are fluid more truths the Bible's outdated and full of hate and mistakes christianity was the cause of most of the wars in history jesus is love and so you need to love the sin of the sinners because of grace that's what the world tells us you call yourself a christian well you got to love jesus was love so you got to accept me the way i am as i practice my sin right how do i know it's sin Pretty straightforward. Jesus, the word, the truth, said that. And here's here's something that you can take home and take to the bank. Jesus affirmed creation and said, He that made them in the beginning the affirmed creation, made them male and female. And for this cause will a man leave his mother and father and cleave to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. They'll be married. Guess what? You know that fornication, that sex outside of marriage? Jesus defined marriage, man and a woman, Sex outside of that is sin. So it doesn't matter what you're having sex with, whether it's a male, female, dog, cat, goat, sheep, whatever. It's sin. It's outside of marriage because you're not married to that dog, cat, goat, sheep, female, male, whatever. Right? This is what Jesus says. Just about done. Just about done. As soon as I figure out how to turn my phone on. 1 Timothy 6, 20. 21. This is Paul writing to Timothy. It says, O Timothy... This is the conclusion. This is the conclusion of Timothy, the last things. When you write the end of something, it's, if you, you want to reiterate the most important stuff, right? Those of you that write essays, right? You have the, the beginning, which lays out what's going to be in there, and then you do your points through the, through the middle of it. And when you get to the end, you review it and, and come to the conclusion and say, okay, this is what this is about. This is what it's about. First Timothy 6, 20 and 21. It says, oh, Timothy, keep that which is committed to your trust. Avoid profane and vain babblings and oppositions of science falsely so-called. They had fake science back then too. Which some professing have erred concerning the faith. Grace be with you. Amen. Okay. Avoid trying to reconcile scientific consensus to the word of God and saying, okay, well, how do I make the word of God fit this? The word of God is truth. I'm gonna tell you that straight up. Um, I looked about uh, 25 years ago now, uh, I was unctioned by the Holy Spirit to, to very carefully and logically and rationally come up with an explanation for my faith that I could share with the kids that I was teaching or that I could start them thinking along a pathway by asking them questions. Because one of the things that you wanna do is you wanna get people thinking. You want them to think about stuff, right? And so as part of that, I looked at it and said, okay, you know, what's what's bugging me right now? One of the big questions that that I have is how do I reconcile creation and evolution? How do I reconcile the word of God and science or the facts that I see around me. And so one of the things that you need to recognize is that what happens with our world is that the father of lies goes along and twists the fact. So here's some facts that you can take home. Fact, there are fossils, that's a fact. There are fossils in layers of rock. That's a fact. There are different fossils in different layers. Also, a fact. What's not a fact is that the thickness of the layer determines how much time elapsed uh, to get that fossil there. Because here's the problem, and I'm just going to throw this one here out for those of you that do anything about science or think about science or think things through. Here's the problem, those, uh, those layers of rock, you go down in the gorge, you take a gorge walk, or if you, you know, one of the lucky people that got to go into one of the tunnels underneath the city uh, before they were closed off, I was in, in one, the last one, the big one, uh, it was very cool. But they have layers in there. You know those layers, they, they, they go all over the place, and the layer that's here is also in like say Rochester and also on Manitoulin Island, same layer. And, and, and it, it's continuous. It's just like this continuous layer of something. And so I remember when I was, I was talking to uh, one of my colleagues and I said, well, you know, and, and she was talking about how, you know, over millions of years mountains eroded and that's what formed these layers. And I said, well, explain this to me. How do we know which mountain to erode to get this particular layer of this particular density of rock? And why is that only that mountain eroding for this 100,000 years that that four inch layer happens to be that spreads over you know, this you know, million square miles? Like wh- why didn't some of the other mountains that were nearby also erode at the same time to get and in, in mix in together? Why is it that we have like our uniform layer of a particular density? Why is that? Well, you know, over millions of years, these things, no, no, no. Why is it that that layer is uniform of that particular type of rock and the layer below it is a different density and the layer above it is a different density and, and so forth and so on. And you'll see some, some twirlings in there, some really cool stuff in the ground. Why is that? Well, you know, it's so over millions of years. No, 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 stop with the millions of years. Explain to me how this one rock formed. See, because when I leave a pile of dirt on my driveway, if I had it paved, which I don't, but if I did, what would happen when the rains came down? It washes that dirt away, and there'd be a a slick on my my driveway of, of that dirt. If I had two different piles of dirt on the driveway, right, you know, I've got my triple mix, and I've got my sand, and it rains on both of them, what do I have on the runoff? Well, I have triple mix and I have sand mixed together. It's not, you know, well, I got the sand on the bottom and the triple mix on top. Doesn't happen that way. It mixes together. So somehow you have to explain, you have to have an explanation for how the layers form. That's the first thing. The second thing that you have to have, and this is the, the, the trickier part is, how do you explain how whatever is found in that layer, uh, you go to Rock Point or you go down to the beach uh, here in, in, in Ridgeway, uh, you'll see all sorts of fossilized shells and, and crustaceans and things, uh, big stuff, in the quarries too. Uh, I, find them, I find fossils in my driveway, right in the gravel. You find fossils in there all the time. But how do you get, how do you get a fossil to form? I, I, I did an experiment. I, I, there was a, a raccoon that died. Uh, got hit by a car at my place, um, Caitlin, do you remember, because I, 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 sh- I think I showed you, or I think I talked about that raccoon, dead raccoon, in my, my front yard, and I very purposely left that raccoon on the side of the road, because I wanted to see what happened to it. And so here's what I observed happening, so remember we talked about things that I experienced and observed, so here's what I observed happening, it did not form a fossil. Even though there was trucks that would you know, go off the road and, and dust over top of this and there was stuff that was settling on it, it did not form a fossil. In fact, what I noticed happening is, is it, it kind of expanded and then it you know, kind of contracted. And By the end of the summer, all that was left was like some teeth going on the side of the road. And the next spring, there was no teeth, no raccoon, no nothing. It was gone. It got eaten up. So worse than that is how do you get the fossil to form inside that layer when the, well, you have to have special conditions. Well, what are the special conditions? Well, it has to be buried rapidly and quickly. Really? So you're telling me that this layer builds up over millions of years or hundreds of thousands of years, but if it has a fossil in it, it got buried rapidly and quickly. Okay, uh, how deep does it have to go? Well, it has to go at least 32 feet underground or underwater so that the bacteria don't start to decompose it. Okay, so you're telling me that over 100,000 years this layer uh, slowly built up and buried quickly this animal so it was 32 feet deep and it doesn't make sense. So, last thing I'm going to say. Tune your worldview to the word of God. Matthew 24, 35, the Word of God endures. Ephesians 6, 10 to 18, the Word of God is praying in the Spirit. Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Build your life on the foundation of the rock, the Word, who is Jesus. The devil is a liar. And wants your eternal destruction. The truth, Jesus, does not change. And so, here we are. We're at the end. Talked way too long. Hour and 10 minutes, 12 seconds. Let's, uh, Let's pray. Lord God, I thank you. Uh, for your grace lord i thank you for your word that we could grow that we can learn that we can um, know that we have a firm foundation lord we thank you that you don't change that you are eternal that heaven and earth will pass away but your word remains and so lord i pray that we would recognize your truth as the truth in our life, the only truth. And Lord, that we would build our lives on your truth, the truth. And that would become the truth that we live by. I ask these things in your name, Lord. Remind us as we go out things that uh, are good and lovely, true, we think on those things. And that the, the words that we've heard and the things that we've heard that we would do that we would be wise and not fools. I ask us in your name, Lord. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the sermon. Just want you to know, you can find full live stream services on our website, lighthouseniagara.com.